Welcome to the Cybersecurity Happy Hour podcast. I'm your host, Christy, and this is episode 36, where I'll be speaking about the ISO 27001 SOA and the Risk Treatment Plan. Now, the, in the ISO 27001, the SOA stands for Statement of Applicability. Now, what this means is, this SOA is the key document when you're implementing the ISO 27001 uh, standard in readiness for, uh, for the certification, so your ISMS. And what this does, it outlines the controls that are applicable and that your organisation selected in order to address the information security risks. Now, of course, without saying, you should have at hand the ISO standard, the ISO 27001 standard, and also the ISO 27002, and obviously if you've done your risk assessment, the ISO 27005. At this stage, you would have done your risk assessment. For you to understand the steps for the risk assessment, you can go back and listen to the previous episode. So what are the first things that you will need to do in order to prepare for this stage? Firstly, you need to identify what the relevant controls are for your organisation. So you would document and review the list of controls that is in Annex A of the ISO 27001 standard. And then once you, then you identify which controls, again, are applicable to your organisation based on the risk assessment you have carried out previously. Secondly, then you need to look at these controls and also assess the relevance of these controls. So you have you have to evaluate each control that you have identified and listed, again, aligned with the context of your organization, which you should have understand, understood in the first place. So the context of your organization, you understand that, you know what the operations are and you know what your organization's security objectives are. And then you have to look, okay, these controls, are they necessary and appropriate for your requirements? Thirdly, then you've assessed them, then you're gonna choose the applicable controls, okay? That are relevant for your organization's ISMS. It differs for different organizations. So things you would consider are, what are your legal, requirements, your regulatory requirements, and get understanding what the businesses are and your levels of risk. Then you move on to the next stage. Then you're going to think, okay, we're going to determine what controls we're going to implement. Remember you're at the implementation stage. Then you're going to assess the current status of the implementation for each control. Okay, do you have it in place already? Is it already implemented? Because sometimes you would have the control is there already. Okay, then you tick it. Or is it what so what I say is is it fully is it fully implemented? Or is it partially implemented? Okay. Or it has not been implemented at all. So those are the three options. And then the next thing you're gonna do, so I'm walking through this step by step, is to what? Then you plan what controls you're going to implement. So with any sort of planning, you have to develop a plan, a step-by-step plan of the controls that you have selected. Okay, And also, you're going to have to document 
who's responsible for the implementation for who's responsible for those controls um, any necessary actions the timeline how long will it take for you to implement that control and any resources you might need okay financial resources human resources etc so the next stage now you're going to document your SOA okay so you because you have to create um, an SOA statement and with that statement anyone looking at that statement should have a clear understanding of what the, your SOA is so you're going to create a, a, a list of the applica applicable controls documenting what the control objectives are you're going to describe the controls as well and implementation what stage of implementation are those controls so each control you're going to have to do all this work okay and then of course you have to justify either is it applicable or is it not applicable so you can't just say it's applicable okay you can document it then if not applicable why is it not applicable as well stages you're gonna to have to review you review these controls and you must seek approval okay so you have written a draft of your SOA and then it has to be submitted or approved by the relevant stakeholders so who are the stakeholders again top management will certainly be involved um, so you have to consider other information security professionals Definitely the internal audit. And you want why? Why, why are we presenting them? Do you want to get their feedback? Okay. And then obviously the approval and sign-off of the SOA. That's been done. Now, you're going to have to communicate this SOA and, again, ongoing maintenance to, again, the relevant parties such as the members of staff within the organization. So you should have a way of either publishing this. Again, it's not a static document. It should be continually reviewed and updated because things do change. Legislation do change. Your requirements do change. Your region might change. The size and the scope may change. Okay. So again, you, this must be continually improved. So not just in the scope, the risk profile of your organization may change as well. Remember, the SOA is really a critical part of the ISO 27001 implementation. You cannot, you cannot say you've implemented without having an SOA. If the external auditor uh, arrives to, to do the external audit and there's no SOA, I think they're just going to just stop and just walk away. Okay, so this must be done. I would say this is mandatory that must be done. Again, what does, what's the benefits of this? It kind of gives you an insight and provides that roadmap from A to Z, okay, for you to implement the controls to protect your information assets within your organization, not just protecting them. You're going to have to, you're managing those information assets as well. Am I, it may come across as very, very a simplified um, task, but it depends on your previous controls if you're doing what you're supposed to do your controls are monitored then i might say this might be easier but if they are non-existence then you have to really have to start from ground zero okay so now the next sector i'm going to speak about is the risk treatment plan so you've done the soa okay now the risk treatment plan again is mandatory you can't escape this 
Okay, so it is part of the ISO 27001, the ICMS uh, system. And what does the risk treatment plan do? It gives you a brief, uh, well, it gives you a summary of the risk that you've identified. Remember, you've done your risk assessment and also provides um, some kind of response for each risk. So you identify the risk, you know what the response are, you've done your controls or identify your controls already. And also, who's responsible for managing this risk? Who owns this risk? Okay. And the, the key thing is, once you've documented this, the risk must be addressed. So it must have a date that you're going to what apply the risk treatment. So what does, what does the risk treatment do? It helps you to plan for the ISO 27001 and it helps you to identify and mitigate against the risk and what's it, mitigate again the, the, for the treatment and it helps you re reduce the impact of those risks. Okay, so what are the steps to follow? So, again, the risk assessment that you've already conducted, you need to go back and review it. So look at the results of the risk assessment that you conducted during the implementation process. And again, you must fully understand what the identified risks are, the likelihood of that risk being actualized, okay, the impact of those risks, and what are the current risk levels. You might identify numerous risks, okay? However, you need to prioritize the risk. Okay, so you're looking at the criticality and the significance of the impact of those risks if it's actualized. Okay, so you're going to look at okay, then which do we deal with first? You deal with the critical and high risk that gets prioritized first because if something happens, uh, then they're going to impact the organization and obviously the overall ISMS. Turn again to the last episode. You, you have to identify the risk treatment options, okay? So what are you going to do? Are you going to what? Transfer the risk? You, you want to implement controls, apply certain safeguards, looking at uh, any best, uh, best practices or totally avoiding the risk. Remember, you have to do the risk assessment before you avoid the risk. And then once you've documented and done that, that task, then you have to select what risk treatment options, what measures you're going to put in place for each risk that you've identified. Okay. Now, what controls? So you could consider the tech, technical control. It could be a physical control, it's a physical risk, or organizational. Okay. So you need to choose which is the best option to treat that risk. And again, you have to look at your organization resources and the objectives of the organization. Furthermore, then you need to determine what the control implementations are. Okay, so you have to document the steps, what the steps, what actions need to be taken in order to implement the selected risk treatment. So if you're going to transfer the risk, what are the steps to transfer the risk? Okay, so again, there must be some kind of accountability. So you need to assign the responsibility to someone, a member of the team, Okay, so ideally the role, because if I said, if you put a person's name, let's say John Smith, and John Smith leaves, who's responsible? So the name, and actually preferably the, the, the role, okay? Establish the timelines, again, 
and then all allocate the necessary resources in order to what implement these controls. As is always, you always monitor. We monitor and we evaluate and review. Okay, so this is an ongoing process because sometimes we might implement a control and it might not be working. So you have to keep your eye on it. So if, if it doesn't is not fit for purpose, then you can either add a compensating control or eliminate or introduce a new control. Okay. So review your risk periodically. Okay. Now, obviously, the thing you need to keep out an eye out for is that new risk can be introduced as well. Or the current risk levels may change. There are different triggers why new risk, new risk levels will change. Maybe you have uh, there's been a huge amount of onboarding, or your company has been bought out by a competitor, or so or is, or is expanded. That will introduce new risk. If you introduce new technologies, may introduce new, new risk as well. If you operate in a different region, it may introduce new risk. Okay, so you have to keep an eye on it to ensure that that risk treatment plan is up to date and current and always, always aligned with the business objective. And most importantly, it is compliant with ISO 27001 requirements. I've done this in, a, in a two parts. I started with the SOA and the risk treatment plan. Remember, you must do complete your SOA first. Okay, before creating your risk treatment plan. Why? Because your SOA will identify which controls that are required or needed that need to be implemented for your IT security risk treatment plan. So the SOA must be done first and then you do your risk treatment plan. But prior to that, you would have done your risk assessment. Concludes the podcast for today. Thank you for joining me on this episode, the Cybersecurity Happy Hour podcast, and I was discussing the SOA and the risk treatment plan. We covered a lot of ground today um, discussing these topics. And please remember, again, if you want to implement these controls, remember, get the standard first. Okay, the standard control and ISO 27002 if you're not new to implementing. Okay, now we hope this episode uh, has provided you with a valuable insights and practical knowledge that you can use to apply when you want to implement an ISO 27001 uh, or ISMS. Okay, sincerely want to uh, express and thank you for your continued support and being a part of our, my podcast community. Your feedback on questions and suggestions are always welcome. You can reach out to me at podcasts at intexit.co.uk or you can send a comment when you listen to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would greatly appreciate if you could subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on your preferred platform. What this does for us, it helps reach more people who can benefit from the content that I share with you. Now stay tuned for any upcoming uh, episodes where we dive into anything cyber. Okay, I'm here to uh, bring you more topics 
and insights. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing and taking action. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you up in the next episode of the Cybersecurity Happy Hour Podcast. Goodbye.